You are listening to the Awake Athlete Podcast. I'm Jess Kamkowski, endurance athlete and mindset coach, here to share with you perspectives and contemplations from a 10,000-foot view of life. Welcome back to the show, you guys. It has been a couple of weeks since I have been in my podcast closet, but the, oh man, the topics of these next few podcasts that uh, I think we'll be wrapping up this season really continue to hold strong. And one thing that I've learned, um, and if you listen to the Yogi Triathlete podcast, perhaps you've heard me say this before, maybe I even said it in season one, if I'm talking about something and then I lose my train of thought, I always say, well, you know, if it's important, it's going to come back to me. And I think that the underlying belief system that allows me to do that so freely is trust. It's trust. It's trust that I am right on time. And with that, it's also trust because I'm living an awake life. So I am on to myself. Like I am constantly on to myself. Where am I resisting? Where am I delaying? You know, the Awake Athlete book uh, or whatever the book is that you know, has been living inside me my whole life. I have had so much resistance against it, but little by little, I am releasing judgment and I am making progress and it continues to move through me. So I know that I am on purpose with it and I trust that I am right on time, but I have to keep taking action because the universe helps those that help themselves. We have free will. This is the gift of being a human. We are the most highly evolved species on this planet because we have free will. And the free will is our self-will. And we need self-will. Like we need self-will to get up in the morning, to do the workouts when we don't want to do them, to override the mechanisms of the ego that want to keep us safe and small. We need that self-will. Absolutely 100%. But If that self-will is left unchecked, and and why I say this is because the self-will comes through the ego, because the ego is our individualized self. It's the I. It makes me me, and, and it makes you you, and we need me to be me, and we need you to be you, but we also need to be in charge. We need to be awake. We need to be knowing who's running the show here, and... Just that simple question, you know, anytime you find yourself in dissatisfaction or overwhelm or anxiety or depressive energies, who is running the show here? And when we talk about those lower vibrational frequencies, um, you know, guilt, oh man, that's a heavy one, depression, like it, it feels very heavy, right? They're like bricks. Those are not your alignment with true self. And the thoughts that go along with those feelings. And like I said before, the feelings are real, you guys. We are meant to feel. We are meant to feel. But the thoughts about those feelings is what we need to watch. Because left unchecked, those thoughts are dictating our reality. Okay, so they might be keeping us on the couch when really we know we got to get up and we got to move. So if you're feeling stuck like that, I can tell you, you know, moving the body is really, really important. We've been navigating some huge waves, huge waves, huge waves of life over the last few months. And 
the movement of my body has definitely been called to a gentler level when the waves are really crusting and they're really crashing over us. So it's walking. Maybe if I'm feeling more energy, it's you know using the stairs down at the beach, things like that, being gentle, finding grace in your process. But the universe helps those who help themselves. So if we're sitting there and we're waiting for Ed McMahon to show up at the door with the sweepstakes and or we're waiting for someone to leave the earth and leave us a million dollars, we're not helping ourselves. So it's action every day. It's momentum every day. And I wasn't planning on saying any of that. You know, these podcasts are always, um, I always have a kind of a sketch in my head and that's what draws me here. And it doesn't come from like this thinking, it comes from my heart. And this is a perfect segue into what I want to chat about today. My friend, Golden Duffy, and if you don't know Golden Duffy, she's my partner in M21 Revolution. She's just like a light on this earth and very much into universal law and law of attraction and just has a lot of fun in life. Like, And that doesn't mean she doesn't navigate huge waves. The girl has navigated some serious waves. And like all of us, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And so like me, she very much identifies herself as a spiritual being, but you know, we're in these human bodies, we're in the density of this physical world, we're in the contrast. But she has a beautiful way of navigating it. She has this eloquence about her that I just absolutely love. She's such a she's always like a blooming flower. Like I just love her. Anyway, she is also from the Northeast, so girls get some cred. And one of the things that <laughs> I took away from her was she always says, like, are you shooting all over people? Like, don't shit on people. You just don't need to shit on people. I love that. I should be doing this. She should be doing this. He should be doing this. They shouldn't be drinking so much. My sister should be getting off the couch. My brother should be slowing down. My mother should be expressing herself more. My father should be healthier. My cousin should be this. My neighbor should be friendlier. The person I just crossed on the street should have said hello to me. Should, should, should. I should be more active. I should be prettier. I should be looking younger. I should be doing something about looking younger. I should be getting off the couch. I should be running faster. Oh my God. Do you want me to stop? Because I literally have increased a level of anxiety within me that I am now feeling in my heart. Because all those shoulds are resistance, they are fight, and they create suffering, which I'm, I'm feeling. Like I'm having a physical reaction right now from, from doing all that. So here's the counter question, okay? And admittedly, I've had these conversations with my husband about athletes. They're eight weeks out from an Ironman. They should be getting to the pool. And I say, because I'll tell you right now, I've done this to myself a million times, do it all the time. Should they? Because they're not. So if they're not, then how should they? So what I'm getting at is anytime we say they should, I should, we are fighting against what is. When we're fighting against what is, we're moving from an energy of resistance Remember, the universe only knows vibration. So, and this is a boomerang game, okay? What we throw out, we get back. If we are moving from resistance, if we are 
letting these habitual loops and neural patterning that have been reinforced and and let's face it guys our society reinforces this should all the time the government should be doing this this class should be doing this this race should be doing this this shouldn't be here's another one this shouldn't be happening and now we're moving from resistance and when we move from resistance Like what we resist persists. It's totally true. When we move from resistance, we will get more reasons in our life to resist. We will get so many freaking reasons in our life to resist until we finally say, oh my God, like literally G-O-D, I surrender. I can't do anything about this situation. This is what it is. But what I can do is I can use my free will to zoom out and look at the solutions here. And the solutions are going to be found in the options. So if I'm frustrated because I should be running a faster pace than I'm running, and if I can't manage that or allow for that and that resistance is growing, I will stop. I will sometimes pause my watch. I will close my eyes. I will take five breaths. I don't care who's walking by. I don't care who sees me doing this. I do not care about any of that because the solution energy around that is, oh my gosh, look at that person. They're stopping. They're closing their eyes. They're breathing, right? It's like you're living the demonstration for people, but the ego says they're going to think I'm weird. So I don't listen to that. I love to meditate in public. I do it on the plane. I do it in the airport. I do it in the middle of my run. I will audibly chant the vibration of Om halfway through a run. I will sweep my arms up. I will open my heart. I will fold forward. I will hang there for a couple of breaths. And then I'll start that watch and I'll start running again. So anytime we're in the should, the question to ask is, should I? Because I'm not. So if I'm not, how should I be doing something different? Because what I'm doing in this moment, what this pace is, how much, how much wine that person is drinking, whatever it may be, is the reality of this moment. But I can choose the perspective that is more loving, more compassionate, and more solution-like that will lighten the energy and give space for change to occur. And even in the inquiry of, should I? Because I'm not. Should she? Because she's not. (laughs) Even in that inquiry, we start to interrupt the pattern. Change can only happen in the now moment. That is the only time change can occur. The more we fight what is, the more we stay on the road to nowhere. We stay in frustration. We stay in what we would call... um, unrealistic desires, which creates a lot of stress and anxiety and and depression in our lives. Or we can say, okay, here it is right here. This is what it looks like right here. And it makes me mad or it makes me want to cry. And I'm going to sit here and I'm going to give myself time because that's what I've got right now. It doesn't matter if my run is a mile shorter. I'm going to get myself calm again. And then I'm going to start moving forward. And what can I do 
to move myself in the direction of where I want to go, or how can I support that person with their wine drinking, and how can I support that person with their stress? The first thing we can do with other people is see them as exactly where they need to be, as being right on time for everything that awaits them, their fullest expression in this life. Families are great to do this, you guys. And I know my family will listen to this podcast. And so I say this to them with the most open heart. I I remember sitting at my sister's house at Thanksgiving and just looking around the table at each one of them and just saying, in my head, you're perfect. To my dad, you're perfect. To my brother, you're perfect. To my husband, you're perfect. To my sister, you're perfect. To her husband, you're perfect. To me, you're perfect. And noticing how those things feel. When we see people in their perfection and not in their behavior, we release a grip on them. We release a constriction around them that opens them up to more to, to further evolvement in their life. So watch when you're shooting all over somebody And especially watch when you're shooting all over yourself. (laughs) It's the best, right? Let's not should on people. We should definitely stop shooting on people. (laughs) I hope that helps your contemplative practice. I hope that helps you to continue to live awake. We are love, we are compassion, we are power, knowledge, light, love, peace, joy, and calm. Our fullest potential lives within us right now. And the guidance for that potential is the stillness and the quiet that we find in the practice of meditation. It's under the shoulds, it's under the guilts, it's under the depression, it's under the anger, it's under the joy. It's under the emotion of happiness. It's the unshakable part of us. Get more familiar with that and the letting go of behaviors like shooting on people will be so much easier. In fact, what happens is that they fall away on their own when the time is right, most oftentimes without you even noticing, and it's effortless. It's effortless. 